1: This is Jonathan Hansen. I'm the President of World Ministries International. I want to welcome all of you to the Warning Television Program. Also, those that are listening on radio or shortwave radio, welcome. And our social media platforms, welcome. Go to my website, www.worldministries.org, and see all the platforms we're on. You're going to love it. Also, if you were here last night, we have special services every Friday night from 730 Syndicated, our live program goes around the world. I spoke on the deconstructive movement and emergent church, as well as aligning head and body together. Uh, We're in such a period that actually it qualifies for exactly what brought destruction on Sodom and Gomorrah. The emergent church evolving into total heresy. Sins of abomination. We're right there. Only another great awakening can stop it. Only the church can stop it. And I taught on that on aligning head and body. The body has a responsibility to bring peace on earth, prosperity on earth, salvation to earth. Jesus is not going to do it. He left. He assigned you that responsibility. He is now at the right hand of God. And we're supposed to, through his power, bring peace to the nations and salvation. You can't cop out and say, I'm going to pray about it. If you can hear God, he'll speak right back to you. Then get up and do something. Because I'm not coming out of heaven to save your bacon. See, ladies and gentlemen, that's the reality. It's our responsibility to be ambassadors, fulfill the great commission to bring peace and salvation and stop tyranny in this nation and around the world. Today, I'm going to be speaking on what happens to liars and disobedient people. What happens to them? Now, this is a live audience. Subtitle, you could, if you're taking your own personal notes, it won't be on our screen though, Where Liars, Disobedient, Rebellious People Go, Disloyal People Perish. Why am I saying that? Because we're in this emergent church mentality, evolving theology. Will I find faith, Jesus said, because the church is so sick and sinful and dysfunctional revelation 21:8 but the cowardly unbelieving abominable murderers sexually immoral sorcerers idolaters and all liars shall have their part in the lake which burns with fire and brimstone which is the second death now church people need to hear this all liars you know, all those that disobey. If you work for somebody, let's say they have outside no parking for you. You know, it's for the sheriff. And you decide, he's in bed, I'm going to park there. Do you understand what liars and disobedience is? Many church people don't realize that they are liars and disobedient. Every bit as much guilty as a murderer, a sorcerer, an idolater. What is disobedience? It's witchcraft. It's rebellion. It's rebellion. Where does it come? From pride. When we give our life to Christ, what's supposed to die? Pride. Now we're supposed to follow the new law of Jesus Christ. Amen? Again, we, we give excuses for our disobedience or walking in rebellion. We give excuses. The church has got to get clean and holy and righteous if we want to bring salvation. Because the church has a trouble knowing what sin is and it separates you from God. Colossians 3.9 says, Do not lie to one another since you have put off the old man with his deeds. Proverbs 24.28 Do not be a witness against your neighbor without cause. For would you deceive with your lips? You know, gossip, murmur, slander. Every church has seen a ton of this. That's why they have church splits. Do we realize if there's not sincere repentance and stopping this behavior, we're damned? Sin is no joke. Proverbs 24.8 Do not be a witness against your neighbor without cause. Exodus 23.1 You should not circulate a false report. Do not put your hand with the wicked to be an unrighteous witness. Exodus 20, 16. You shall not bear false witness against your neighbor. Deuteronomy 50, Deuteronomy 5 20. You shall not bear false witness against your neighbor. See, the different chapters in the Bible have the same warnings. Matthew 15 19. For out of the heart proceeds evil thoughts. Out of the heart, a few weeks ago I did a message, focus on the heart. Murders, adulterers, fornicators, thefts, false witness, blasphemers, you know, disobedient, liars. Out of the heart this comes from. Some people, you know, their mouth just sort of runs away with them. Oh, I didn't mean that. Well, yes, you really did. It came out of the heart, only you got caught. Hello. Yeah. Yeah. It came out of the heart. Matthew 15, 13 through 20. But he answered and said, Every plant which my heavenly Father has not planted will be uprooted. Let them alone. They are blind leaders of the blind. And if the blind leads the blind, both will fall into a ditch. Peter answered and said, Explain this parable to us. So Jesus said, Are you also without understanding? Do you not understand that whatever enters the mouth goes into the stomach and is eliminated? But those which proceeds out of the mouth come from the heart. And they defile a man. See, it's not what you eat. The religious want to, well, if you eat pork. Well, pork is not healthy, but it's not going to damn you like the religious would say. For out of the heart proceeds evil thought. Murders, adulterers, fornicators, thefts, false witness, blasphemers. No disobedient. These are the things which defile a man, but to eat with unwashed hands does not defile a man. Well, we got to wash, what is it? 15 seconds. That doesn't defile a man. Some people that like to place rules, you should look right into their eye. But you, you liar, defile the man. As lies have been spoken to bring down the economy. That's a little parable. Psalm 55 23. But you, O God, shall bring them down to the pit of destruction. Bloodthirsty and deceitful men shall not live out half their days. But I'll trust in you, those that disobey. Did you hear what it said? You won't live half of your days. Well, I know the Lord. Well, tell that to Saul and Samuel. If you knew the Lord, why did you deliberately disobey? See, we like to deceive ourselves. What does it require? Just severe repentance, meaning real repentance, which is turning totally around and not committing the same offense. I don't have to be a constant liar. I don't have to disobey authority. Now, in jobs, you want to disobey the boss? I got a few people that work in jobs, like James. If he wants to disobey, you're fired. It's that simple. I don't have to put up with a knothead. I don't have to put up with a disobedient person, a rebel, and just have high blood pressure. You're fired. Over. Amen? If you're you're an employer, Steve worked. Many jobs. Very successful. But I'll guarantee you he was obedient. Because he probably watched other people hear the words, you're fired. I watched it. Not only in the churches I pastored, if I was... Several times working for a senior pastor, hey, they wouldn't tolerate it with disobedience. You're fired. Proverbs 12, Lying lips are an abomination to the Lord, but those that deal truthfully are his delight. Truthfully. Loyalty. Obedience. Trustworthy. Steve got promoted. Why? Because he was trustworthy. His employer could respect him and honor him and knew that he would do what he was told. That's all an employer wants is a trustworthy, loyal person that will obey authority. That's all they want. You want promotion? Be trustworthy. You want no one to trust you? Just disobey. Acts 5.3 But Peter said, Ananias, why has Satan filled your heart to lie to the Holy Spirit and keep part of the price of the land for yourself? Proverbs ten eighteen, Whoever hides hatred has lying lips. Whoever spreads slander is a fool. The Bible says a fool is one that rejects the wisdom of God, the authority of God, the laws of God, the morality of God, and you make your own laws. That's what a disobedient person is. He's a fool filled with pride and stubbornness. That's what he is. Again, we, sh- we should take note of what Peter said. Why has Satan filled your heart to lie? When we're tempted to lie, that comes from Satan. John 8, 44. You are of your father the devil, and the desires of your father you want to do. He was a murderer from the beginning and does not stand in truth. But there is no truth in him. When he speaks a lie, he speaks from his own resources, for he is a liar and his father. Wow. So here it says that if you lie your father is Satan. Well I'm a Christian you're also a liar and your father is also Satan because the Bible is very clear you will not lie. If you love the Lord you'll keep his commandments. That means you don't have to lie you can stop. Well I have to lie only if you got too much pride and it better get under the blood. Amen? That's all it is. Quit blaming God for your damnable pride. Kill, and quit fooling yourself. You've got to quit lying or the end result is hell. Psalm 63, 11, But the king shall rejoice in God. Everyone who swears by him shall glory, but the mouth of those who speak lies shall be stopped. 1 Timothy 1, 8 through 10. But we know that the law is good if one uses it lawfully. Knowing this, that the law is not made for the righteous person, but for the lawless and the insubordinate for the ungodly and for the sinners, for the unholy and profane, for the murderers and fathers of murderers, for mothers and for manslayers, for fornicators, for sodomites, for kidnappers, for liars, for perjurers. If there is any other thing that is contrary to sound doctrine, the law, penalty, death, is for these people. It's not for a child of God. If you're following the ways of God, the Spirit of God, you're not committing these acts. If you are, then you need to repent. Repent. And quit giving an excuse. Well, I just got to lie. No, you don't got to lie. If you do it in your jobs, most jobs will fire you. I know ministers that will walk you out the car. You won't even see your desk. Don't come back. You're done. Sad thing is what? Their family suffers because of that person. Their wife is ashamed because of that person. Proverbs 17, 4. An evildoer gives up to false lips. A liar listens eagerly to a spiteful tongue. If you love to listen to juicy gossip, that says you're a liar. We should not love that. We should be tremendously burdened. We should stop that person from spreading talk and say, let's call the person right up and you can talk to him right now. See, that's what you're supposed to do. We stop it. Hey, let's call up this person and, and let's really get down to the truth. Well, no, no, no. What, what do you mean? No, 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 no. Yes, 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 yes. Proverbs 19, 5. A false witness will not go unpunished, and he who s- speaks lies will not escape. Revelation twenty two thirteen 13 through 15. I am the Alpha and Omega, the beginning and the end, the first and the last. Blessed are those who do my commandments. And they that have the right to the tree of life. If you keep his commandments, you have the right to the tree of life. And may enter through the gates in the city. But outside are dogs and sorcerers, sexually immoral, murderers, idolaters, and whoever loves and practices a lie. I don't know why people think that, you know, if we continue to sin so grace may abound, uh, God's going to let us into heaven so we can pollute heaven. It doesn't happen that way. Judge yourself on this side of heaven so he won't judge you. Because if he judges you on the other side, you don't see heaven. How come this gospel is so twisted around that people can't understand it? I understood it from a child because I had a pastor who taught it right. And then I continued to study the word of God. It's pretty clear. Unless you want to use some false theology to mess you all up so you can continue in sin. Maybe go to the disco and Dance half naked or naked. Psalm 120, Psalm 12, 2. They speak idly every word with his neighbor with flattering flattering lips and a double heart they speak. A double heart. Psalm 122, that's 120, verse 2. Deliver my soul, O Lord, from lying lips and from a deceitful tongue. A deceitful tongue. In other words, they disobey when you're not around when they're not being watched they disobey. No employer wants that type of person. You can maybe you might put up in fact most employers were not put up with incompetence if they've told you a couple of times and you still can't seem to learn they just let you go. But no employer wants to put up with a liar who disobeys. No employer does. First Samuel 13:5 through 14. The Philistines mustered a mighty army of 3000 chariots, 6000 chariters, and many warriors as the grains of the sand on the seashore. They camped at Mishmash, east of Bethlehem. The men of Israel saw what a tight spot they were in, and because they were hard-pressed by the enemy, they tried to hide in caves, thickets, rocks, holes, and cisterns. Some of them crossed the Jordan River and escaped into the land of Gad and gil Meanwhile, Saul stayed at Gilgal, and his men were trembling with fear. Saul waited there seven days for Samuel, as Samuel had instructed him earlier. But Samuel still didn't come. Saul realized his troops were rapidly slipping away. So he demanded, bring me the burnt offering and peace offering. And Saul sacrificed the burnt offering himself. Now this is a very relevant thing for most, I'd say for everybody. You better put God... And learn to trust in him and not give it an excuses why you got to do it your way. In the logic, this was very logical. Just as Saul was finishing with his burnt offering, Samuel arrived. Samuel went out to meet him and welcome him, but Samuel said, What is this you have done? Saul replied, I saw my men scattering from me, and you didn't arrive when you said you would, and the Philistines are at Michmash ready for battle. So I said, the Philistines are ready to march against us at Gilgal. And I haven't even asked the Lord for help. So I felt compelled to offer the burnt offering myself before you came. See, he's giving excuses. You know, people who disobey always give excuses. You always got an excuse. You know, it, it's, everyone has an excuse. It's like everyone has a belly button. The rebel always has an excuse why he disobeyed. You always got your excuse. But you always think... Your way, your pride, your impatience, comes from pride. You think you know better, comes from pride. But God wants you to learn to trust in him, no matter what it looks like from the outside. He was trying to teach them to trust in him. He could defeat all of the armies. He didn't need even an army to fight for him. But Saul couldn't trust in God. He trusted in himself because he was too proud. How foolish, Samuel explained. See, Samuel didn't give him a a way out. Oh, you probably want, well, I understand. No, Samuel did not understand. How foolish. You have not kept the command of the Lord your God. Had you kept it, the Lord would have established your kingdom over Israel forever. Meaning Jonathan would have got instead of David. But Now your kingdom must end. For the Lord has sought out after a man after his own heart. The Lord has already appointed him to be leader of his people because you have not kept the Lord's command. Grace has its limitations. Grace comes to an end. 1 Samuel 15. One day Samuel said to Saul, here's another occasion now. It was the Lord who told me to appoint you as king. Now listen to the message from the Lord. See, now, the Lord didn't immediately throw him out, but his kingdom was not going to continue because of that first disobedience. This is what the Lord of heaven armies has declared. I have decided to settle accounts with the nation of Amalek for opposing Israel when they came to Egypt. Again, the science of judgment. Every nation has its course when God's going to hold you accountable. When your sins reach the point of destruction. Now go and completely destroy the entire Amalek nation. Men, women, children, babies, cattle, sheep, goats, camels, and donkeys. So Saul mobilized his army. There were 200,000 soldiers from Israel, 10,000 men from Judah. Then Saul and his army went to the town of the Amalekites and lay in wait. Saul sent this warning to the Kenites. Move away from where the Amalekites live or you will die with them. For you showed kindness to all of the people of Israel when they came up from Egypt. So the Kenites packed up and left. See, God's watching. Then Saul slaughtered the Amalekites all the way to Shur, east of Egypt. He captured Agag, the Amalekite king, but completely destroyed everyone else. Saul and his men spared Agag's life and kept the best of the sheep and goats, the cattle, the fat calves, and the lambs. Everything, in fact, that appealed to them. They destroyed only what was worthless or of poor quality. Again, he doesn't obey the Lord. He does it with his own wisdom. Well, this has value. What makes a person disobey God? Money. Ego. Early the next morning, Samuel went to find Saul. Someone told him, Saul went to the town of Carmel to monument himself, set up a monument to himself. Then he went on to Gilgal. The Lord said to Samuel, I am sorry I ever made Saul his king, for he has not been loyal to me. Loyal. He refused to obey my command. Samuel was so deeply moved when he heard this that he cried all night. So burdened, like I'm burdened right now over the condition of the church. But Saul is setting up a monument of himself. Again, extreme pride. Samuel finally found him. Saul greeted him cheerfully. May the Lord bless you, he said. I have carried out the Lord's command. Then what am I here? The bleeding of the sheep and the goats and the lowering of the cattle I hear, Samuel demanded. It's true that the army spared the best. Now, he, you know, a liar always blames somebody else, so he's blaming his men. It's true. I've spared the best of the sheep, goats and cattle. Saul admitted, but they're going to be sacrificed to the Lord your God. We have destroyed everything else. But he said the army spared the best. Then Samuel said to Saul, stop, listen to what the Lord told me last night. What did he tell you, Saul asked? Samuel said, although you may think of yourself, are you not the leader of the tribe of Israel? The Lord has anointed you king of Israel. And the Lord sent you on a mission and told you, go and completely destroy the sinners, the Amalekites, until they are all dead. Why haven't you obeyed the Lord? Why did you rush for the plunder and do what was evil in the Lord's sight? But I did obey the Lord. Saul insisted. I carried out the mission he gave me. I brought back King Ahthag, and I destroyed everyone else. Then my troops brought in the best of the sheep, goats, cattle, and plunder to sacrifice to the Lord your God and Gilgal. And Samuel replied, What is more pleasing to the Lord, your burnt offering and sacrifices or your obedience? Listen, obedience is better than sacrifice, and submission is better than offering the fat of rams. Rebellion is as sinful as witchcraft. Stubbornness is as bad as worshiping idols. Because you have rejected the command of the Lord, he has rejected you as king. Then Saul admitted to Samuel, Yes, I have sinned. You can admit all you want because you got caught. Too late. I have disobeyed your instructions and in the Lord's command for I was afraid of the people and did what they demanded. You're afraid of the people, king? Baloney! But he's still blaming the people. And that's what everybody does. They get caught in sin. They blame something else or somebody else. But Samuel said, but, oh, oh, he, he says, But please forgive me. Come back with me so I may worship the Lord. Samuel said, I will not go back with you. You have rejected the Lord's command, and he has rejected you as king. Samuel turned to go. Saul tried to hold him back and tore the hem of his robe. Samuel said to him, The Lord has torn the kingdom of Israel from you this day and has given it to someone else who is better than you. He who is the glory of Israel will not lie nor change his mind, for he is not human that he should change his mind. 34 says, And Samuel went home to Ramah, and Saul returned to his house in Gilba of Saul. Samuel never went to meet with Saul again, but he mourned constantly for him, and the Lord was sorry he ever made Saul king of Israel. What does sorry mean? It changed his mind because of his sins. I've appointed some people before, ministers, and I've changed my mind because of their sins, and took it away. Grace has its ending. We need to understand that website, www.worldministries.org. Click on Eagle Saving Nations. We need another great awakening to save America. God bless you.